0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket. Go bigger, faster.
1: I played in the residential space
0: for quite a
1: long time and didn't make a lot of progress from a cash flow and wealth building standpoint. And as soon as I got around people that were thinking bigger and doing bigger deals, that had a significant impact on... My own personal cash flow and wealth building.
0: Quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers Directly for deals, or you can follow up with your investors, and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow up boss offers extra Experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30 day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow up. Best ever listeners. How you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today, David Robinson. How are you doing, David?
1: I'm doing great, Joe.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. David's the managing partner at Conovo Capital. That is a multifamily investment firm. The portfolio that his firm has, he's a GP of 162 unit in Kansas City, Missouri, and a 72 unit in Mentor, Ohio. I'll have to look at Google Maps for that one. A JV of 14 unit in Utah. And he's an LP on a 94 unit in Mesa, Arizona. He's also got 18 years of experience as a broker. He is based in Salt Lake City, Utah. With that being said, do you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. So as you mentioned, my background is in real estate in general. The first part of my career was focused on traditional residential sales management, team management, and managing a national franchise brokerage here in Salt Lake City. And transitioned eventually to starting my own small boutique brokerage that focuses heavily on working with Buy and hold investors who are looking to acquire small multifamily property for their own personal portfolios. By small, I'm generally referencing anything under $5 million in value, all the way down to roughly your duplex. So that's what our brokerage does today. And we recently, in the last 18 months or so, started to explore alternative options to help our investors participate in a little bit better cash flow opportunities, then we have been able to find them here locally in a high growth market like Utah. So that got us involved in the syndication side of things. We started out by buying a, uh, a small 14 unit here in Utah to test the waters with that. That was more of a joint venture and then have partnered on two other acquisitions in the last six months. You mentioned Mentor, Ohio, Northeast suburb of Cleveland. Thank and, you. <laughs> uh, the Kansas City, Missouri. Today, we still do both. So I still active broker here locally, helping our clients that are looking to buy small multifamily for their own personal portfolios, as well as getting more and more involved in larger commercial syndication deals.
0: Let's talk about the 72 unit and the 162 unit first, and then we might backtrack a little bit. Which one came first, 72 or 162? Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. uh, So let's talk about that first. I believe I heard that you partnered with another group on that. That's
1: correct. So, my plan in getting involved in larger syndications was I felt based upon my conversations that I was having with my local investors that they had an appetite to participate as passive investors in some deals in the Midwest. So, I also started and host a podcast. And so, I've had an opportunity to network with a lot of different operators. So I started to reach out to operators that were in the Midwest that I had a good connection with, uh, had appreciated the relationship that we had built over time, felt like they had a good business model. So I reached out to some of them, continued to foster those relationships and ultimately expressed interest in being a part of uh, a larger acquisition and bringing members of my investor network into those deals. And so partnered with a group that is local to the Kansas City market and trends in commercial real estate there for the last decade. And that's how I got involved in that deal. And what about the 72 unit? The 72 unit, similar story, had interviewed a guest on my podcast over a year earlier and had built a relationship with him. Came to understand sort of his investing philosophy and what he was focused on and had just maintained contact. And he had gotten the 72 unit deal under contract and was looking for a co-GP. So he and I and one other business partner took that one down.
0: And how long have you been in those two deals?
1: We closed out in Kansas City. Both of those deals are roughly the last six months.
0: Okay, so they're relatively new. I was going to ask what has gone wrong, but in (laughs) six months, maybe some unexpected things, but probably not any war stories on that.
1: Well, like one of the challenges that we faced on the Kansas City deal was on the debt side. We had a few debt options lined up. That for some unforeseen circumstances, really just some conflicts that one of the bridge lenders had ultimately pulled out on fairly short notice. So we had to scramble to put together another bridge lender in a matter of about three weeks. And luckily my partner there had a great connection with a bridge lender that was able to move quickly and and we got it done. But it wasn't without a lot of... (laughs) stress and sweat. That's for sure.
0: What were the consequences if you did not get it done within that period of time?
1: I think we would have been able to extend, but there wasn't an extension in place at that point in time. So there was risk of losing the deal, which I think the seller saw that there was still some meat on the bone there. So there's, I think, a very legitimate risk that he may have pulled out and sort of repositioned the sale. So that was the main risk is losing our hard-earned
0: money on that deal. Or just made you put in a little bit more money, yeah. either on the purchase price or non-refundable.
1: Correct. Yeah, I would suspect that we would have potentially even a penalty, just a fee up front for an additional extension.
0: The joint venture of the the 14 unit that's local Mm -hmm. to you, tell us about how that's structured. And it seems like that's had more seasoning. Just can you talk about that?
1: So that was an interesting deal as we started to explore getting more involved on the ownership side of things rather than just brokerage business. We really wanted to test the waters on small commercial in our local market. So that was a year-long process originated through direct mail to the owner. The purchase price was $2.2 million on 14 units. 1970s construction, two-bed, one-bath units in a great location in my local market here. But originally contacted the owner through direct mail. She reached out. I made an offer to her, and we had agreed verbally on terms, but she was looking to exchange into triple net lease and thought that she had a property that was going to be a good fit for her that ultimately fell out, and she sort of backtracked on our agreement which was okay. I understood. I followed up with her and stayed in touch. And ultimately, about 12 months later, we ended up putting the contract back together, albeit about $200,000 more <laughs> than, than what I had
0: originally offered her. What was her justification for increased price? I mean, I get Market. it. I yeah. I yeah. Figured, right.
1: She just knew she could get more. And in fact, she hadn't marketed it through a broker. She was actually a real estate agent herself, but hadn't listed the property in any way, Mm -hmm. but had had conversations with other potential buyers. So she knew she could get more. So anyways, at that point in time, I went through all the due diligence, due due diligence myself, and then brought in two partners that were really strategic partners in the sense that they brought all the equity to the deal. So we brought about a million dollars in equity to the deal that was coming out of another property that they had just sold. And they also had a local property management company. So they were the ideal partner for this property because they own other assets that are very, very similar to this one in the general area here within about a two-mile, three-mile radius. So they were the perfect partner. Those
0: skill sets, if you could just ideally come up with a partner, money and experience managing similar properties, check those two boxes and those are your people.
1: Yeah, it was great. And the numbers weren't exciting to be honest, (laughs) for me, Mm -hmm. they weren't exciting for me, but it was a great scenario for them. And they were really excited to sort of exit a lower quality asset and move their equity into this property that has some upside potential and another asset that they could add to their management
0: company. Mm -hmm. You said it was a year long process and originated Mm -hmm. through direct mail. What was written on the direct mail piece?
1: It was very generic, very simple. It was specific to that property. Hi, owner. You own a property on 123 Main Street. I'm a local investor and broker, and I'm interested in buying your building there. If you have any interest in potentially selling, please reach out. I can be flexible on time and terms and happy to pay a fair price.
0: What took place over those 12 months in terms of your follow-ups with the seller that you'd like to share yeah. with us? I'd love to know well, how you stayed in touch, if at all, during those 12 months.
1: Absolutely stayed in touch. A lot of touch points. So as a broker, you got to have good follow-up systems in Mm -hmm. place. So that we did a traditional CRM that had reminders and automated messaging. But ultimately, it was a, a combination of email, text, and phone calls over that period of time.
0: We'll get back to the show but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. What's holding you back from getting into apartment building deals? Is it knowledge, fear, inability to take action, lack of support? If it's any of these things, then I suggest you consider Deal Maker Mentoring with Michael Blanc. Michael's program is the most effective program to help you syndicate your first apartment building deal. During Deal Maker Mentoring, you'll work directly with one of Michael's experienced mentors who have successfully replaced their income with apartment buildings. They've already done what you want to do, which is become financially free. So, in addition to providing their own syndication experience, They've been trained in Michael's unique deal maker blueprint design to help you do your first deal and become financially free just like them in the next one to three years. To find out more, text the word Joe to 66866. I know Michael's going to get you to where you'd like to be again. Text the word Joe to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing visit passiveinvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now that's passiveinvesting.com forward slash red flags are you saying the same thing and if so that would be redundant and borderline annoying hey you, you raised yeah did you, did you find that triple net yet did you find that triple net yet? <laughs> Yeah, I think I
1: probably was annoying at some point (laughs) in time to her, but I tried to be very low pressure and and just, hey, checking in, wanted to see how things are coming along with your search. And I, I tried to be helpful to her too in her search. So I had referred her down to a couple brokers that focused on triple net lease in the market that she was looking in, which was about four hours south of our market here in St. George, Utah. So, I tried to be helpful to her. We even explored doing some seller financing options that would potentially be a benefit to her and really just tried to maintain a good relationship, good communication, but never really just trying to push for a contract or anything
0: like that. Mm-hmm. What CRM system do you use? You
1: know, it's funny you started advertising Follow Up Boss on your show, and mm-hmm. I've used Follow Up Boss for quite a few years now.
0: Did you ever. Look for a triple net lease property for her just to try and get it to the finish line.
1: It wasn't my space. So I, I I didn't really have a grip on that product type. So I didn't feel like it was a good use of my time, but I did just try to connect her with brokers that did have deal flow in that space. And it ended up not being the issue in the long run. Some circumstances changed between her and her family. So she owned it with two other siblings And I think the motivation just started to build up and they all (laughs) decided to say, all right, it's time. Let's go ahead and do it.
0: right. Let's get our cash and move on from this partnership. Okay. It's been how long since you've owned that 14 unit? We
1: bought that one in July of 2021. Okay. All right. And and I'm actually, uh, this might be interesting to your listeners. I'm actually exiting that deal.
0: Exiting the joint venture partnership? But the deal
1: is not being sold. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, us about
0: that.
1: Yeah. So the way that I structured it was it was a joint venture structure. Both of them were business partners in their management business and other assets. So we structured it as a joint venture, but I took ownership as a tenant in common because the return profile on it wasn't super exciting for me. What was they it? Were, they were great they were excited about it because it fit their profile of an asset and mm-hmm. they're long-term buy and hold guys. And they're just planning on managing it very lean, which they've done. They weren't going to do a value add play on it or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they're just lean and mean yeah. managers of this C-class asset type, which was a great fit for them. But for me, the return profile was a 3% cash on cash. And but you, d- uh, you didn't
0: put any money into it.
1: Just initial risk capital, but I got that out when we closed.
0: Okay. So three percent on no money in. Three percent cash on
1: cash for the whole deal, right? Uh, so for for, me, for everyone and you got it. Yes. What percent did you have
0: of that cash?
1: I had a ten percent stake in that deal.
0: Got it. What does that quarterly payout look like? <laughs> like
1: zero. Yeah.
0: Zero. Lunch money? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So for me, and and I uh, you know, I thought that that would come about, and I knew that I was planning on getting involved in other deals, so um, Did you we- Did make a fee knew... as a broker on the front I, end? I didn't. I didn't collect a fee as a broker.
0: Did you make any money on this deal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it'll equate to, so they're buying me out, and it'll be about a, a $100,000 buyout, roughly. Okay. Got it.
0: Cool. Well, that, that's good. How do you value the amount of money that you get paid out? I know- they're in the contract, and there are some ways to do it technically. But I'm just curious yeah, how, how you. Yeah, it was did pretty that. simple.
1: We basically mm-hmm. just did a market evaluation of the asset, ten percent equity in the deal, minus the debt that they brought mm-hmm. to the deal. Got so. It. And was, as
0: far as getting a value, do you get work with an appraiser or do you just see what the cap rates are? And- they're both brokers,
1: although not active, but the, you know they're very familiar and, and as am I. So we just came to an agreement on what a fair value was for the asset.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so Yeah, that- it was pretty
1: simple. And then we just uh, are doing a loan modification. So we're just modifying the loan. They're buying me out getting me off title. And then I'll roll that into another property. But I, I did structure it as a tick because I thought that I would potentially 1031 exchange that into another small asset. Mm. But it just so happens that I'm actually going to move that into a larger syndication deal that we're working on.
0: And why not move that 100K tax deferred into another asset of your own and build your own portfolio on the side while doing the syndication stuff on the other side?
1: Well, for two reasons. I'm trying to avoid mixing my own investing interests with my brokerage clients. So I'm trying to avoid buying anything small because that's the space that I play in from a brokerage
0: perspective. I get that.
1: So it's not to say that I wouldn't do it, and I don't think that there's really any ethical issues there. But I think it's cleaner if I can maintain some distance between the two. So that's number one reason. And two, having some additional equity go and do larger syndication deals is what I'm more excited about at this point. Why? I just see potential. I've enjoyed partnering with my partners on the previous two deals. And what I've realized is that my investor network here locally has a strong appetite to invest passively in deals in the Midwest and in other parts of the country. I was surprised at how well or how quickly we raised the equity that we needed on the two deals that we've purchased recently. So I have high demand for that type of deal and want to be able to provide that as an option to my investor network.
0: Taking a step back, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: I would probably say go bigger faster. I played in the residential space for quite a long time and didn't make a lot of progress from a cash flow and wealth building standpoint. And as soon as I got around people that were thinking bigger and doing bigger deals, that had a significant impact on my own personal cash flow and wealth building. And so I think everybody takes the action that's appropriate for them in that moment. But I think going bigger faster would be my advice.
0: We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: Let's do it. What deal have you lost the most amount of money on? I actually have not lost any money on a deal that I've invested in, but I have lost money on a deal where I was brokering. This was many years ago where we were doing short sales Mm -hmm. and we got to the closing table and I had made a mistake. Well, myself and the title company that I worked with. And we had not realized that there was a second lien on the asset that needed to be addressed. Although it probably wasn't my full responsibility, I ended up having to write. Instead of making a commission on the sale, (laughs) I ended up writing a check for $8,000 to get the deal closed for the seller.
0: Oh, man. Lesson learned on that one, huh? Yeah,
1: that that was a mistake. That's for sure.
0: What about deal you've made most of my money
1: on? Well, from a return profile perspective, it was this 14 unit because I had zero of my own money into the deal. Yeah. I had some upfront costs, so I had earnest money in. I only had $10,000 of earnest money in the deal and maybe another, I think it was about four grand in due diligence mm-hmm. outside. But my partners reimbursed me on those costs when we purchased the property. So I'm literally zero money in that deal. And a little more than $100,000 later in about
0: eight months, not a bad return. Best ever way you like to give back to the community? Me and my
1: wife are faith-based and we have a local congregation church that we are heavily involved with in youth programs. I've got young kids that are in those programs. So that's one way. And then I love to coach youth football. It's one of my favorite things to do and and, uh, have an opportunity to coach my boys and Some other youth in the community here. So, between those two ways, that's how we like to give back. And how can the best ever
0: listeners learn more about what you're doing?
1: They can connect with me at CanovoCapital.com. That's C A N O V O, CanovoCapital.com. That's probably the best way. And yeah, would love to connect with anybody that has an interest in connecting, whether it be on opportunities from an investment
0: standpoint or passive investing or just to connect. Well, thank you, David, for being on the show talking about the JV structure how you've evolved from what you were doing. Well, you currently are still doing it, but in addition to that, or I guess how you've supplemented what you're currently doing to, in addition to what you're doing now. And talking about the one year process that it took for that 14 unit deal, regardless of how it was structured, just learning about that process was important for all of us to realize how much time it actually can take to get a deal done. But thanks for being on the show. Hope you have the best of your day and talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Joe.